Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, your weekly source for Lock Sport news and sometimes interviews. This is episode 22, recorded 31st of October 2020. I'm your host, Charles Current. In today's episode, we have a nearly uncuttable material created, maybe. Brummies Corbin has finally been picked, another example of community collaboration. A bit more about the Houdin ID app, more criminals some examples of why I don't like electronic convenience features in locks, more sales, and of course, more giveaways. You can find this show on most podcast apps, YouTube, and at thelocksportscast.com. YouTube and a few of the other apps have uh, restrictions that limit my ability to post full show notes with links. So if you're using one of those, you can go to www.thelocksportscast.com for full show notes that includes all of the links. First up in the news this week, Don's Locks sent in a note, said, Hey buddy, just seen a new video on a composite alloy that could be used for shackles of the future. Sure would give those battery grinders a run for their money. And the video is entitled, This Material is Nearly Uncuttable. And the video contains some links to some reference material, including a research paper. And I will post that link in the show notes as well. And I'll just read the abstract here. We have created a new architected material, which is both highly deformable and ultra-resistant to dynamic point loads. The bio-inspired metallic cellular structure with an internal grid of large ceramic segments is non-cuttable by an angle grinder and a power drill, and it has only 15% steel density. Our architecture drives its extreme hardness from the local resonance between the embedded ceramics in a flexible cellular matrix and the attacking tool, which provides high-frequency vibrations at the interface. The incomplete consolidation of ceramic grains during the manufacturing also promoted fragmentation of the ceramic spheres into micron-sized particulate matter, which provided an abrasive interface, and with increasing resistance at higher load rates, the contrast between the ceramic segments and the cellular material was also effective against a water jet cutter because the convex geometry of the ceramic spheres widened the water jet and reduced its velocity by two orders of magnitude, shifting the design paradigm from static resistance to dynamic interactions between the material phases and the applied load could inspire novel metamorphic materials with pre-programmed mechanisms across different length scales. Now that's a quite a mouthful. Uh, and they showed video of cutting through. Well, actually all they show is they have a steel box out of what looks like 16th inch steel that they both cut through and then drill through and supposedly inside of that is this uncuttable material that eats the the drill and the blades and but I don't see any uh, tests for resistance to bolt cutters or hydraulic cutters or uh, ramsack guns like uh, the lockpicking lawyer likes to use so it'd be interesting to see how it can do with things that aren't creating vibrations because that seems to be its main thing is it's good at dealing with things that create vibrations so and packlock or pacific lock company 
uh, put out a tweet that said, it's finally here, 64 pages of Packlock goodness. Click the link to view our brand new 2021 catalog. Link will be in the show notes, and you can either view it online or you can download it as a PDF. So you might want to go over there and check that out. And right after my recording last week, Phone in the Box was able to be the first pick, Brummies Corbin. That's an awesome accomplishment. Congratulations, Bone in the Box. You really earned it. He uh, found also found a, an issue with that was making the core hard to turn, and he has put out a video showing how that worked and what he was doing about it. So if you want to go check out his videos, I will have a link to the first of those in the show notes. So go over there and check that out. Room Picker is making a video diary of building a challenge lock from scratch. It's a very ambitious project. It's going to be basically four handmade challenge locks geared together. The first video is entitled My New CL Four Eyes. The journey begins. Uh, I'll have a link in the show notes to that. And Mr. Paradise put out a video entitled Thanking the Community and Discussing What Makes Locksport Great. It was made shortly after his picking of the community challenge lock that was sent to him by room picker George Jim and Picking Patriot, I believe. If you want to go over there and check that out, it was done accidentally in portrait mode, so you'll have to turn your head sideways to view it, but mainly you're just listening to it, and he he does a good job of discussing what makes this community so great. And on a slightly sadder note, uh, William Mansell put out a video this week entitled Goodbye Locksport. I just want to say thank you to William for all the videos he's made. I enjoyed his more in-depth discussion of locks and companies and the histories. And he made over 900, well, he made 940 videos on that channel during that run. So it's easy to see why he might be feeling a bit burned out. Also, he mentioned having some issues with negative comments and interaction he had after he made a uh, comment, a political comment. So. I do have to say that the Locksport community has been far better than any other I've found on YouTube when it comes to comments. My earlier videos on Charles Buildscrap were on other subjects, and the comments on those videos were sometimes quite brutal. A lot of the communities on YouTube are not nearly as accepting, and they're not as friendly as this one, and I was always really impressed. As soon as I joined this community, I was overwhelmed by how friendly everybody was. And his experience with the one quick political comment he made in one of his videos is a good example of why I don't discuss religion or politics on this show. They're not related to Locksport and they are very divisive. You know, I personally, I want you to be able to listen to this show, get your news and information without having me forcing my views on you. I have my own strongly held political beliefs and my own religious beliefs, but that's not what this is about. And so I'm promising you that I'm not going to get into that. You're free to listen to this without being molested by political commentary or religious commentary. 
It's also why I'm not getting into the drama side of things. When things do get a little awry in the community, I don't really want to take sides or get in on that. I know I personally don't want to hear about politics or religion or other things in Locksport video, but, you know, a little bit here and there is, you know, you're talking to people with real lives, so that's going to happen now and then. And that's, that's fine. Even if I don't agree with you, I accept you because you're my friends. So the response that uh, William got, I think was over the top and mean. Um, but that's as far as I'll go on that. I wish people could, you know, just learn to respect the person. Even if you disagree with their beliefs, respect the person. If it's your friend, it doesn't matter if they voted for the other party or they have a different religious belief than you, they can still be your friend. You have this one thing in common. I wish we could all just enjoy Locksport and focus on what we have in common, not our differences. We need something to bring people together and not tear them apart. And on a related note, on the 23rd, the Lockpickers United Discord put up a post said, the COVID-19 channel has been deleted because it became toxic and focused on politics. This is a lockpicking server. While we do discuss plenty of other things in all channels, politics does not belong here. However, that decision has been rolled back and the admins recreated the channel, now called Politics and COVID, as a role-specific channel. What that means is you have to have the role politics on the server to be able to access or even see that channel. You can self-assign that role by going into the uh, rules channel and assigning that to yourself. I personally will be avoiding it. And this week, Locknoob put up a Twitter post containing a link to a new video, and it said, when Zfix asked whether I would like to collaborate on updating the new credit card pick set along with Talon Pick, I just had to say yes. And I'll play just the beginning of that video here as a teaser for you. Hello again, it's Locknoob, and it's my absolute pleasure to be able to introduce this brand new Lockmaster credit card pick set from Vent. But before I begin, um, this isn't going to be a review as such, it's going to be an overview. And the reason being is because I don't think I can be as objective as I normally am with my reviews with this kit because I actually was intimately involved in the redesign of the Vent credit card pick set alongside my very good friend, the incredibly talented Talan Pick. And part of the video description reads, the design process was great fun, with Vent being extremely responsive to suggestions, which really helped move things along. For speed and clarity, I used vector drawing tools to be able to draft up changes for consideration, and after a number of iterative changes, I think the final design is something to be proud of. So I recommend you guys go check that out. It looks pretty nice now. And back on the subject of the Houdin ID app that Tiffany Cheesum has released, I noticed that uh, Cheryl had responded to her original post with, Hey, I heard that despite getting this shared a lot, you didn't actually get too many submissions. I just submitted American 1305 picks and info. Do you have a specific list of locks that you want info on? It might help if you're still looking. And 
he included a link to a list of locks on their GitHub that they have assets for, pictures and such. And I think if if you guys would be willing to go over and check it out, I will have links in the show notes to the GitHub and the uh, submission form. I really would really appreciate it if people would, you know, go check it out and see if you can get her some more pictures to go into the app. I'll just read the uh, description of the project from the GitHub page. Houdin ID. Welcome to Houdin ID, a mobile application for lock identification and security ranking. It is an open source, community-driven project which exists to help physical pen testers quickly identify and attack locks in the field, to help consumers make informed choices, and to provide the lock research community with an open source database. How to use Houdin ID. Houdin ID is a mobile application written in React Native. It currently runs best in an emulator with Expo, coming to Test Flight and Android Store soon. How to contribute. If you would like to contribute code, make a git pull request. If you would like to add to the data set of locks, submit photos and information to this Google form. And then there's a link, which I will also have in the show notes. And part of the reason I like the idea of this app is not only not only is it good for physical pen testers, but it's great for the Locksport community as a whole because it will allow you to find out details. If if everybody contributes, it will allow us to find out details. And we could even potentially, if they don't want to include it, we could fork it, but you could have the belt ranking listed in there too. Um, so it's something that could be of value to the community as a whole. Even in its current form, if we just had more data in there, I think it could be a really useful thing. So consider going and helping out and seeing what you can contribute. And in Karate Belts this week, we had four new purple belts. We had Michael, Midnight, Philo Picker, Castle Lock, and Snowy Labrador. Congratulations, gentlemen. And then Bone in the Box made sure that I was aware that they had a new black belt announcement. And it reads, congratulations to our newest black belt picker, a rarity, a locksmith. Great job at Ball. Ball has picked the EVA 3KS and the Asa Twin exclusive, as well as mastering impressioning and pick making. I am quite impressed, it says. So congratulations, Ball. Now I'd like to take a quick break and say thank you to all the people that made this show possible. Executive producers are the Patreon subscribers, Meddler. Panda Frog, Michael Gilchrist, Starrylock, Williams Brain, and To Be Deciphered. Thank you, gentlemen. They all have YouTube channels. Their links will be in the show notes, even on the YouTube version of this. I make a point to get all of the producers' uh, YouTube links in there. So go check them out if you haven't already. Same goes for these content producers. Most of them have YouTube channels, so make sure to go check them out if you haven't already. And the content producers for this episode were Don's Locks, The Bone in the Box, Cherell, Dusty and Windy, Panda Frog, Rune Picker, Alex Who, Starlock, and Pocket Woman. Remember, the show is only possible because of the information and support from this community. So if you value the podcast, please help support it by sending in any Locksport-related news, links, information, giveaways, whatever you've got, whatever you've seen that's Locksport-related, send it in. 
to podcast at locksportscast.com or any of my other contact methods listed in the show notes, or you can go over to support.thelocksportscast.com and find it all there too. Don't forget to share the podcast with your lockpicking friends. You can leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, if they happen to allow reviews, or a comment and a thumbs up on YouTube. If you so choose, you can subscribe on Patreon or donate via PayPal. And in lockpicking criminal news, we have a really old story. This one from an article entitled Out of the Past, October 29th, is basically a in today's date and history thing. In 1945, an attempt at safe cracking at the Crescent Cleaners building late Saturday night netted the burglars nothing. The attempt was a laborious one, and the burglars probably spent considerable time getting into the building and attempting to open the 500-pound strongbox. It contained virtually no money. So, I just thought that was kind of a neat little old story of more burglars that don't get away with it. And out of Chicago, we have a story entitled Car Theft in Fulton Market Neighborhood May Have Involved a Hack. In the middle of the day on a busy Chicago street, two thieves got away with a locked car. The surveillance video shows that there was no broken glass or lockpicking required to steal the car. The Neighborhood Association worries that it was much more of a high-tech heist. Surveillance cameras captured two men in black hoodies walking up and down the block Thursday. They walk past the Volkswagen Golf sedan parked along the curb. They make a loop. They walk past a second time, and they open the car door, hop in, and drive away. They didn't check the handle of the vehicle before they stole it. It just looked like they were some kind of electronic entry. The director of the Fulton Market Association says he's releasing the surveillance video and the screenshots of the suspects in an effort to raise awareness in this neighborhood. We've had some cars stolen from valets right off the valet line, but we've never had this kind of electronic break into a vehicle with an automatic theft. A police department confirmed that the vehicle was stolen, but did not go into how it was stolen. And Tony Dolan of Bullis Lock Company and Current Technologies said, There are products that you can purchase online from overseas that can capture those frequencies that are being transmitted from the vehicle to the car. I think he means from the key fob to the car. Cloning the signal needed to open the car, he explained, with a push of a button. In 2016, researchers at the University of Birmingham said tens of millions of cars are vulnerable to this kind of keyless hacking. They include many Volkswagen models, as well as Ford, Mitsubishi, Nissan, and others. Dolan said that many of these companies are actively working on thwarting these kinds of attacks. But in the meantime, there's very little we can do other than park in populated areas and have situational awareness. And this points out why I'm not a big fan of this trend toward increasing complexity and electronics convenience features being added to locks. If you're interested in how some of the automotive attacks might work, there's a YouTube video by the Canadian Broadcasting Company from 2013 that covers some of the methods. I'll give you a little teaser if you're interested. I'll have a link to the full video in the show notes. So let me play a little teaser of that here. It's just the first few seconds because I don't want to get in too much trouble. This is to entice you to go watch their video, not me trying to use their content for my own purposes here. 
We are in the middle of a mystery. Trying to track down a device that could be making these cars and yours open to attack by thieves. Our search for that device is about to uncover a surprising new world of cars and crime. Watch this home security video. It's the middle of the night in Long Beach, California. Two suspects approach two cars parked in someone's driveway. With little effort, the first man opens the first vehicle and in he goes. The second man approaches the other vehicle and with a slight pause, he too is in. He seems to have something in his hand. Could that be the mystery device? The Long Beach Police Department is baffled by a series of high-tech auto thefts. Across the continent. NBC5 has learned of a new way thieves are breaking into your cars. The same scenario and the same results. It is a crime catching on here in Winnipeg and we have video of it. It's like they have their own keys. One guy has something in his hand, then he walks over to the Toyota and bingo, it opens. So how do they do it? And now people are putting these types of Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and cell phone app controlled devices on the locks to their homes. And who are the people that are able to afford to put these locks in? People that have expendable income and stuff to steal. So yeah, it's mo and once somebody discovers a vulnerability and it's shared on the web and people, you know, create easier ways to do it, you get these people like this. They're, they didn't invent how to do this. They found some device somebody's selling online and it gives them access to all these cars. Well, the same could be the happen to your home if, if somebody discovers a vulnerability in one of those locks. So just something to keep in mind before you go installing a bunch of these things. And Don's Locks sent in a note this week, said, Hey Charles, thought I'd share my new test tube holders. Red are 13 to 14 millimeters, purple are 16. The cost is about $23 Australian each if anyone wants to try them. He bought them from a seller in Australia, and they are made by Tetra Pak. And he says they should be able to be found worldwide, but I can't find them outside of, uh, well, at least on eBay, outside of the Australian eBay site, and they don't ship outside of Australia. But if somebody else can find these or whatnot, share that with me and I will certainly get it out to everyone. But it, for now, if you live in Australia, these things look quite handy. Um, they're test tube holder racks, but they also happen to be really good size for holding picks and plug followers. So if you want to go check those out, or if you have questions, ask Don's Locks. I'm sure he'd be willing to give you some details. For sales this week, Pathlock just announced a sale they're having. It says bundle and save 15%. Now through November 6th, when you purchase any two of the trailer locks below from Amazon and use the code ONEKEY2020, you'll get 15% off. And I'll have a link to that post that they put out so you can see which trailer locks they're talking about. Commando Locks is still having their 15% off all locks with the code FALL2020 that exp expires on January 1st. Make a Locks, last I checked a day or so ago, and the 15% off 
with the code by Mako was still working. I don't know what the actual expiration is, so, you know, all you can do is try it. Giveaways this week. Dusty and Wendy has announced his hashtag DNW100 giveaway. The rules are pretty simple. Pick a lock. Tell about your experience in the lock sport community. And uh, make sure you use the hashtag and comment on his video. And I'll have a link to his video in the show notes. Panda Frog still has his giveaway going. The hashtag bad100. Basically, pick the worst lock in your collection. Giveaway ends when he posts his 100th English video. You use the hashtag bad100 in the description or title, and he's adding a new lock to the giveaway with every five entries he gets. He's already up over 30 entries, so there are several more locks added to that. So go check out that video. Room Picker has his RP Spicy Challenge giveaway. That's the one where you have to take a shot of hot sauce before you pick a lock. And that giveaway ends when his wife comes back from maternity leave, which is estimated to be December 1st. If you haven't started watching the Mad Aussie Challenge videos, make sure you go check those out. Lots of uh, videos up there, lots of people participating. So a lot of content to follow up on, and it's all interesting. Starlock is still doing his shout out Monday series where he highlights a channel with fewer than 100 subscribers. He tries to incentivize you to go check them out and comment by doing a giveaway every month. The normal giveaway is a Law Lock Tools gift certificate, but this month he also included the option of a DD pick. He just did that drawing, I believe. So we'll be starting on the next month's videos here and don't forget to watch pocket woman's channel as well because she sometimes does some of the shout out monday series videos so you don't want to miss hers either uh last but not least charles buildscrap is still doing the pack lock a month giveaway i will be doing that drawing here shortly because today is the 31st so the new month is coming up i'm going to try to do it live again i've got a new computer in here and hopefully that will go a little smoother this time well the re- the streaming part will go smoother. I can't believe I can't uh, say that I'll be any smoother on camera. Remember, this podcast needs your support. You can support the podcast in several ways. The most important is send in any locksport related news you have. Anything at all, just send it in. Podcast at the locksportscast.com or any of the other contact methods listed in the show notes. Or you can go to support.thelocksportscast.com or just go to thelocksportscast.com and click on contacts or support and it'll get you there. Share the show with your friends, leave a review or a comment or whatever the app that you're using allows. You can subscribe on Patreon or donate via PayPal if you wish. Not required at all. If you support the show in some major way, I will give you a producer credit and mention you in the show. So if you have a YouTube channel or a blog or anything else in particular that you want to have shared, make sure to send me a link and let me know what it is, and I will get that in the show notes. Thank you, and uh, keep it legal, and keep it friendly. Bye.